This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Morning Majlis podcast. Stocks, docks and barrels. This morning's Big Business Recap. Big Business Recap indeed. We've got lots happening in the world of cryptocurrency trading this morning just under the $44,000 mark. We've seen gold prices also shoot up. We've got uh, uh, real estate interest being developing here in the part in this part of the globe. Mortgage rates maybe uh, going up, maybe we'll see interest rates dropping. All of these are something that we'll be discussing in greater detail with our expert today. We're very kindly joined by, we'd like to call him the friend of the show because he's been here with us in the studio. It is Bas Koyman, who is the CEO and Asset Manager of DHF Capital SA. A very good morning to you, Bas. Good morning. Good morning to you guys. Thank you for having me again. Well, it's a pleasure for us to have you on board with us. Now, uh, we've seen the crypto prices rising. Um, what's been causing this big surge uh, in the cost or the price of Bitcoin? Uh, what's happening at the moment? Yeah, it's it's extremely interesting to see uh, this kind of uh, moves. Uh, they are quite rapid and, and quite volatile, as we call them. So the markets go up very quickly and down very quickly as well. Uh, a lot of corrections very quickly after a rise like that. Um, it kind of moves at this moment a bit of the same speed as gold. Uh, I think that uh, last weekend the, the Gaza region uh, issues uh, escalated even further. And that makes investors move to what they call safe havens. And gold was always the old fashioned safe haven. And, and cryptocurrency is a new fashion safe haven for people who are on the pro side of the cryptocurrency. So um, money needs to move always from one place to other place. And when stocks are unclear, uh, for example, then money moves to, to different markets. So uh, that's, that's one of the big reasons we saw the very recent spike the last few days. Okay, um, so let's m- focus more about gold. Uh, is it really the best time to invest in the yellow metal, if we may say? Um, I think the best time was when we had an interview 18 weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> because we had an, uh, we spoke together when the price was around the 1800 level and now it's over 2000, even uh, had a spike to 2150 on Sunday night, uh, which was very short, right? So. Yeah. Um, if you were in any gold trade and you had any take profits, you might have taken them on, on Sunday night. Um, at this moment, uh, as I said, it's kind of a safe haven for if you want your money to be in something, um, the people move it to gold. And that's why the price go up. Um, at the up, end, right? the, the golden rule of investing is to buy low and right. sell high. So. Uh, buying at the moment you think buying is right, you're mostly too late. But it's going to keep going uh, up, right? So that is the big question, because most of the times the markets make a correction. Mm -hmm. So if the market two weeks ago was between 1800 and 1900, and there's a very big chance that the market will maybe come down first a little bit again, stabilizes. We already see it's back on the last Friday price. So we went from 2000 to 2150 back to 2000. Um, it's it's a bit silent at this moment. So at this moment, it's going to be like or it's going to make a new rise towards that 2150 level again, mm-hmm. or it might first still come down to 1900, 1950 before it makes that run. So th- that is always what we are 
it's kind of a waiting game right now to to first get the confirmations um, if it starts to move up again or if it first will drop down a little bit more because the the the, the move was just too aggressive. And, you know, talking about gold and hearing that you're describing it as a safe haven and the spikes, for me at least, maybe being less surprising than Bitcoin. Regarding cryptocurrency and Bitcoin as a whole, do you think that the consumer confidence is changing in terms of people maybe being more willing to invest in cryptocurrencies? Yeah, I think uh, cryptocurrency gets back into the positive news uh, in the last few weeks. And, and that's what that's what you see when... Uh, when basically price is rising, when multiple people uh, in, a, in a large group or quantity mostly uh, want to buy again. And they, you basically buy the price up altogether from the people who had sell orders. So you, the price is, is on that demand rising. Um, and then there's a lot of people who are doing the opposite of great investing. They're buying high. So they're like, if Bitcoin reach, reaches 40K, I believe in it to buy, but if that's the top, then you bought too high. So at this moment, the question is also the same as gold. Will it continue to rise or will it take a break, maybe come down a bit before it's going towards that next level of, for example, 50K, 60K Mm. and further? There's also been a little bit of thoughts, you know, with the positive figures emerging from both the UK and uh, United States, wouldn't say very positive, but somewhat positive, um, that the interest rates might come down. There is still um, a thought lingering over there that that made people move their money away from the banks to these safe havens. And then also, does that mean that more people will look at big fixed assets and buying houses with the interest rates potentially uh, set to come down? Yeah, so so the the Fed has been up and down in the last uh, two three speeches. They 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 basically do a big speak uh, every two two weeks to a month where they make decisions on those interest rates. Um, we've heard a couple of times that they said like, okay, we want to try to stabilize and we want to get those interest rates down to two percent, or that that's the long road um, in the next couple of years, right? So that's going to take two or three years that the economy makes that uh, makes the move that inflation drops when they can also drop those interest rates. So at this moment, they stabilized. They didn't raise before they said they might raise one more time this year to beat uh, that uh, inflation doesn't go through the roof. Um, So we need to see if they will still do that. Well, in the last speech, they said they probably won't. So Mm. what you also see is that markets just move on those assumptions so we might raise one more time or we might not raise one Mm. more time it's getting towards the end of the year and at the end we only know it when they actually make that final decision of raising or not raising so lowering i don't think this year yet uh, but we do hope and that's the plan for the next two years for the fed to slowly start dropping the interest rates as long as inflation doesn't like inflation needs to stall and come down for consumers as well. We need to stop having our prices of groceries and products and goods rising. We need that to come down first. That's more important than buying a new house. We need to first all be able to afford our cost of living again. Mm-hmm. We've also been seeing um, uh, the utilization of AI for, for investors. Now, AI is allowing investors to filter stocks that really meet their criteria much more simply through stock screeners, of course. But let's look into the key challenges associated with using AI in trading altogether. Yeah, so 
there's there's challenges uh, and there's a lot of pros also so personally i'm really pro technology at dhf we are using ai in in the form of algorithmic trading for like eight to ten years um ai the difference with algorithmic trading is that it's starting to modify itself so instead of a programmer making a trading tool uh, that's fixed and doesn't change itself and needs modification from that trader every couple of months the difference now is ai can do that all the time and they can modify their models and they can get better and they can learn uh, and that makes it artificial intelligence that that it's that it's a learning cube or a black box that we don't always fully understand uh, when you start programming it and where you end up with so picking stocks um, being able to just digest massive amounts of data in seconds uh, really helps analysts. So I think that analysts and traders who are taking AI with both hands and using it to the fullest uh, for their information, for their information flow, they will probably be better traders than the people who still try to do things the old way. Uh, but full automation, uh, we heard on the Abu Dhabi Finance Week, uh, we, we had a, a speech from eToro where they did a very massive search uh, and basically their average user base is 31 years old. So it's a very young group mm -hmm. of people and 90% or 92% of them was okay with AI handling their portfolio. So it's a very interesting uh, like numbers where we see young people trust AI, young people believe that AI is the future and they believe that if they have some savings, it can be run by an AI tool to invest in the stock market. So, uh, yeah, we do see that that is really a move at this moment and uh, we all need to be cautious and double checking what AI actually invests in. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it is a tool that saves you a lot of time uh, instead of doing everything and all the research yourself. And I want to touch on that a little bit more, being cautious about it, because if, you, if you're not knowledgeable in the world of trading or even in the markets ongoing, and you hear about these AI platforms that basically do it all for you uh, with ease and can potentially make you that quick buck, is it dangerous for someone who just wants to get involved in trading and being fully reliant on AI using their money when it comes to making trades? So I would say everybody should be careful with anything that looks like a quick buck, because if I learned one thing in the last uh, 10, 20 years in finance is that nothing goes quick and mm. nothing goes easy, even if it looks like that. So it's it basically, it still needs to be a long run. So even though AI can do a lot of analysis, pick the best stock, uh, you still need to look of like, what is it actually trading and how aggressive are the settings? Because you can say, oh, double your money in a day, but you also lose your money in a day, right? Mm -hmm. So we need to keep that risk reward of like, okay, I want to grow my portfolio. I want to make, maybe make something between eight and 20% a year. That's really great returns doubling your money in a month that's mostly where things go wrong or you're taking an extreme risk uh kind of a roulette table all in on red and hope that it that it lands there right so cautious in the way of how aggressive the settings are and uh, what you expect from it and uh, and what your risks are very important to analyze that as a human first uh, before you outsource that 
Yeah, I like the fact that the last time you were in the studios, you mentioned that you know don't invest in an area that you have no knowledge about, uh, specifically a sector. Whether you're into dairy products, make sure that you are an expert in that area that way you're investing your stocks in. Um, so uh, with the with the uh, the world of AI as well, do you think? Um, uh, there should be more for a role played by regulators in ensuring that there is a responsible use of, of technology in these financial markets? No, definitely. At the end, it's a person who opened the AI company or mm. a, a, an asset manager who takes the money and outsources that to AI. So at the end, there is people behind uh, where the money goes and where the, where the, where the money lands, which bank accounts is being managed. Um, so from that perspective, there's regulation on that company, there's regulation on that person, the people need to be knowledgeable. So there's for sure already a lot of regulation on, on asset managers and money management firms. Um, and, and that will only increase where probably regulators will, will ask more and more information or more reporting on how AI is used. Is it fully autonomous or is it uh, a combination between human and machine where where suggestions are being made uh, by AI, but the actual execution is still a human decision? Um, I personally, at this moment, really believe in that combination. So the, the full AI, uh, you go to sleep and you don't know what it invests in before you wake up. That is still, in my opinion, a bit on the risky uh, risky side of, 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 uh, of investing. And I'd love to use this opportunity whilst we have you here on the show because we discuss about it a lot when it comes to trading. Should we trust cryptocurrencies or should we go with that safe haven of gold? And because when we see these spikes, there's a lot of opportunity out there. But I'd love to hear from your perspective, Bass. Which one is a more reliable investment? Would you say gold or uh, cryptocurrencies? So I, I think it should be a mix of even more than those two asset classes. So at the end, the goal is to to have a portfolio where you you might uh, double in real estate, where you are having uh, normal currencies, where you have stocks in Europe, stocks in Asia, stocks in America. You you want to split when we when we got a COVID first. Uh, Asia was on fire, so Asian stocks go down, American stocks were fine. Mm. If you only invest in Asia, of course, you need to understand what you are investing in. So you want to indeed invest in the, the things you understand. But even if you're a specialist on Asia, you put all your money in Asia stocks or all your money in tech stocks because you like technology. If technology goes down, your portfolio goes down. So if you mix that with 10% of gold, if you mix that with 5 to 10% of crypto, um, you maybe have two rental apartments on Airbnb. That's the mix of the portfolio that you want to achieve for, for a steady cash flow and a steady growth. And I think that's the best because all in on crypto or all in on gold, also both mm. uh, uh, at the end still, uh, gold, gold goes up for the long run. That's for my feeling having, having a longer track record than crypto, so more safe. But at the end, crypto goes percentage-wise way faster. So higher risk, higher reward as well. So yeah. the, the mm. key here is diversifying mm. your investment portfolio. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. And what a goal to have, two Airbnb apartments. Well, yeah. That is, that is a, a, an ultimate goal <laughs> indeed. Well, a good start. A good start. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us, Bass. It's been uh, quite enlightening as always and uh, always wonderful to take back uh, some wonderful sound bites uh, for our listeners out there. Thank you so much for having me today. 
This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 7am.